Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Midway through another NFL season, and we still don't know if Dak Prescott can ever win a big game. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. That is one of the standout games from yesterday. Perloff was there at the link. He was watching in person to cheer on his Eagles. But the story really became about the Cowboys. They get gifted two drives at the end of the game. Perloff with a chance to score a touchdown to win the game down by five. Dak Prescott takes a bad sack on the second to last drive. And then on the last drive, as the Eagles are gifting the Dallas Cowboys, just penalty after penalty, please just take this game Dallas is at the six-yard line. They can't get it done from there. And then penalties and sacks end up backing the Cowboys up to the point where it was basically like a you know throw it up in the air play at the end to try to get a you know a, a last minute touchdown and it didn't happen. So we have we had the same argument you and I did when we first started the show about Dak at the end of the Niners playoff game where two he two years ago two years ago right what right when we started in the Dallas, show right. right it was it was January and he let their clock run out. Yep. These are very tough spots. It's not easy to score a touchdown with no timeouts and no time left on the clock because you have a very limited playbook. You can't do anything over the middle. You can't do anything short of the goal line. Someone called in and said, Tony Pollard should have run the ball. You probably can't run Pollard. The Eagles defenders just lined the end zone. It was a very difficult spot. I know he got sacked, but he was looking to make a play and he did screw up, but the guy was on top of him immediately. I just think this. I think we're okay, not giving excuses. Enough. We're I making mean, excuses. Yes, first of all, he was in the house of the defending NFC champion. This is not. He shouldn't need excuses, and he played them to twenty eight twenty three. This game's in Dallas. The Cowboys probably win by two touchdowns. So I don't think he even needs excuses. He played a great game in an incredibly tough spot. Okay, but kept see, the Cowboys in the game. How we could criticize him today is beyond me. Okay, but see, that's the thing. The Eagle, excuse me, the Cowboy fan has seen this over and over again, where Dak plays well up until the time when it's time to win the game. And then all of a sudden, it's not a very good quarterback, as our pal Chris in Texas called us and said, we're not expecting him to be good. You're expecting him to be great. He said he loved the challenge of playing in Philadelphia. He said he thought this is the closest that it's like to an SEC environment. You want the smoke? Here it is. Here you are, right at the goal line, and you can't do anything. Uh, And I uh, imagine the Cowboy fans have to do, it's not even here we go again. It's like, are you ever going to be able to do this in a game that that counts, that matters, that shows, you know, that we are legit? And 
so far, the answer is still no. So, so, I think that was pretty legit. I think the Cowboys, that was probably one of the better games they played this year. I, I thought they looked very legit. It's on the road against the best team in the NFL. I and know, they and were you had right a chance there. to win it. Yeah, it, that's the thing. It's a long season. If you walk away from that game as a Cowboys, if you get that game from Dak Prescott and you your defense wakes up, I mean, he didn't... Remember the big problem was interceptions. How many interceptions did he have? How many fumbles did he have? None yesterday. Clean game. Yeah, I... I well, clean except for, unfortunately for him, and he was trying to make a super athletic move, which was trying to go for the two-point conversion, and then he steps out by, like, a toe. I mean, really, this game came way, down to made, inches. He made that play. People are ripping him because he stepped out of bounds. There's no way he, he made that play himself. Okay, the, his design like, play failed on them. You, you're kind of giving him a bit of, like, a participation trophy, like, a little no. bit of, hey, boy, you know, you will you were close, but you'll get him next time. And I think Cowboy fans are kind of sick of that because it's not like he's out of nowhere. It's not like he's young. It's not like he's not being paid like one of the highest paid. It's not like he has all this accomplishments that you can kind of look back on and say, well, he's done it before, so he's got this sort of championship DNA. He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt in right. any sense. But what you're saying is anything short of sweeping the Eagles in the regular season is a no, failure no. because they're probably going to win in Dallas. Of course, you lose a tight divisional game on the road. Okay, That happens all the time. That doesn't mean he's not a leader. He's not going to win a big game because guess what? This Cowboys team is going to be in the playoffs, and he's going to get a chance again in a real big game. So it's just how it looked yesterday. It's not about, okay, you – yes, on paper – you were a three-point underdog in this game. You go into the link and you lose a game. Okay, forgivable, whatever. Then when you actually watch the game, and I know you were there for every snap, you're watching it in person, and you see first and five at the Philadelphia six after you've moved the ball on this final drive, you're down by five, you got 27 seconds left, and you get a false start, then sacked, then incomplete, then delay of game, then you're third and 26 at the Philadelphia 27 when you were just at the six-yard line. Well, and now it's like a basically like a mini Hail Mary to CeeDee Lamb. Right, but it, it was it was bad to take the sack. But it's not easy to score from the 11-yard line with no timeouts in 20 seconds. That is not a good spot because the Eagles, just every defender is in the end zone. They know what they're going to do. There's not a lot of options. I, I think Dak kept them in that game. Dak and CeeDee Lamb, I thought it was a great performance by him yesterday. 60, maybe not 60 minutes, maybe 59 minutes and 37 <laughs> seconds, but I thought that was one of the better quarterback games I've seen live. I thought he was incredible. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. EJ, let's get some early poll results, please. Yeah, so we asked the question, will Dak Prescott ever come through in a clutch? We have 20% Say yes, eighty percent say no. Yeah. Let's go to poll two. Was that game? Was that loss on Dak Prescott yesterday? Second poll. Okay. Poll part two. I okay. like it. Let's, Let's check in with our pal Big Dave is in Kentucky, big time Cowboy fan. Dave, how you feeling this morning? More optimistic than I've been about the Cowboys in eighteen months. Oh wow! Do tell. Uh, seriously, I mean, uh, you take away ninety seconds worth of plays start with I, I was just my fear was is that we couldn't even play on the same level mm. as the Eagles I thought Dak had a great last two games listen he's looked more mature seems like he's more in command of the offense C.D. Lamb's finally involved had what three consecutive big games um yeah. in a row I listen there's a debacle it's all part of the grand scheme for me and don't hang up Maggie on me like you sometimes do when I finish this thing. I'm <laughs> got, about, my hands are off the, the off the call screener it's your it's your world Dave 
got a bone to pick with you as soon as I make this next oh, all right. comment. It's all part of the big, the grand scheme of we're so close. Bill Belichick to the Cowboys in 2024. Whoa. I mean, it's all falling into place, just like I predicted <laughs> some time ago. Um, so anyway, but listen, Max, you know, I didn't call it last week, but I didn't get to hear the show some. You know, you and I are typically of one mind. Yeah. But I got to tell you, you had two separate takes last week that just made me pull my truck over and, and, <laughs> oh, and no. put my head in my hands. Uh-oh. Take number, take number one was primetime Deion Sanders to the Raiders. Are oh, you I, stand by, I stand by that one, Dave. That's one, oh, of, the, that's one of the best on, ideas Maggie. I've ever had. Maggie, listen, unless it's, for the, <laughs> unless it's for the circus value, I mean, you want to talk about going from the frying pan into the fire? To start with, listen, I'm a prime fan. You know that he's a former cowboy, once a former a cowboy, always a cowboy. But he's, he's, he's done nothing. I mean, he's done nothing to warrant even possible consideration for an elevated job in in college at the well, college Dave, level. But my, the second part was you draft Shador, bring him with you, and you know it's funny. We were just having this conversation. Are we sure that Deion Sanders X's and O's wise is a good coach? That's still on the table. What was what was the other take you had a you had a bone to pick with me? That Nick Saban was retiring after this year. There is yep. no way. I believe in that one hell. too. No way in hell. He's <laughs> having more fun right now than he's had in ten years. I know, but Dave, don't you get the sense that it's like having fun, like senior year style? Like you know, when it's senior year, you're in the second semester senior year, and you're like, I just got to cherish this. You know, we're gonna do a couple senior skip days. We're going to go out and party. We're going to have fun, and I'm not going to take everything so seriously. That's the vibe I'm getting from Saban. See, it's not It's not, It's not. not what I'm getting. Yeah. You're getting the vibe, and of course I relate everything to the penitentiary. When when someone had decided to commit suicide, they find peace. That's kind of where you're at. I don't oh know if that's kind of a grotesque way to Yikes. look at it. <laughs> oh, gosh. But no, I think he, I think he has accepted uh, things the way they are. He Now he understands that he has to... Uh, morph into the new world with everyone else, and I, and I think he's. Well, I think the next couple of years are going to be really good for Saban, and then I think he probably steps away, but Dave, not now. Dave, you're great. Thank you for the phone call. Have yourself a great Monday. Dave, a little optimistic about the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean their Super Bowl odds went up after that. Was this is a different Cowboys team? That's very clear. They're way tougher than they've been in the past. I, again, I. It was in the belly, so I didn't see it. But that looked like they were punch for punch with the Eagles, who are a really tough team. There is something a little in their character. I know they blew this, but did you see, like, wow, that's a really physical team? Which is not something you've always said about Dallas. Their defense is legit. Let's go to Carla. She's in Idaho. Good morning, Carla. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. What's in your mind? Great. Well, I'm not a big um Dallas fans, so I haven't really kept track of Dak Prescott. But it seems like every time I hear anything about him, it's kind of like what you were starting off with and how, I mean, sounds like he ended up sounding better. Um, Perloff is kind of interested in him this time. But, um, you know, how long has he been in the NFL and what has he ever done? Yeah. Fair. I mean, Carla, you're saying what every Dallas Cowboy fan is thinking. <laughs> well, that's because I'm not a fan, so I can say it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it, for Dak Prescott, it's been, let's see, 2016. Carla, thank you for the phone call. It's been 2016 in the league. So you're looking at two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 
and how a many, decade. So how many different quarterbacks have won Super Bowls in that era? Well, I mean, between Tom Brady Four. and Mahomes, you gotta, they've kind of had a bit of a stranglehold yeah. over the whole thing. And if you're applying that, what has your quarterback, Josh Allen and Buffalo, done? Listen, I just told you I don't think the Bills are making the playoffs. Like, I, I, I am fully aware of all of the... Uh, but I don't all think of the pitfalls of the team that I root for, and you accuse me of being a negative fan, and I'm just telling you I see what's really going on. Right, I'm, but I don't feel the narrative is around Josh Allen being a disappointment like Dak. Well, da- Josh Allen has made it to an AFC Championship game. Dak Prescott is not. So. Yeah. Okay. But you're saying so. Josh Allen has achieved something, and Dak has not. Okay. No, but I, I, I'm Justin. What, is, what, what does Justin one, Herbert achieve? But what, what does one thing have to do with another? Because she, Carla is saying that Dak Prescott hasn't achieved anything because he hasn't been to the Super Bowl. But that's a lot of really good okay, quarterbacks. Okay, we criticize all of them. Justin but, Herbert gets criticized. Josh uh, Allen gets criticized. Uh, do we really? We criticize Brandon Staley. Do we really criticize? You criticize Justin Herbert, but generally win a game, win a big game. Yeah, I, I think that we do. I mean, it's also kind of, Dak Prescott is nine years in. Those other guys are like five and six years in. Yeah, but he's been hurt at key times. Listen, Dak Dak is not obviously thought of the same as Josh Allen. Josh Allen's top three in MVP consideration. I think Dak is between five and ten. I, I think Dak played a great game yesterday. He did, and he's played good games. But again, what happened at the end? Like, that's where the criticism comes. It's what happened when the game... It's, it's not just all time and just going back over Dak's history and what has he done in this league... That what I said before is he doesn't have championship pedigree to rely on in terms of credibility and currency with the fan base. Can you think of a game that he's blown? No, well, this one. Because, no, no, where they were leading and they blew a lead. Well, Dallas is made to play from in front. We've said that before. Yeah. They're the no, they're a great front runner team. I mean, but that's not how it always goes in the NFL. We're ripping him for games where they were desperately coming back. All the time. So with the, I don't know if that's supposed to be a compliment for Dak. But it's not like he's blowing three touchdown leads. Listen, he's definitely they're in tough games, close games, and he's desperately trying to come back and he's coming up short. This is not a one size fits all situation. This is a what happened yesterday in the game and how uncharacteristic it was to have the Eagles defense give you penalty after penalty after penalty on that final drive. It was like the Eagles were trying to give the ball away. You had the Hassan Reddick um, roughing the passer penalty. Oh, that was weak. You had Jalen Carter encroachment on a first and 10. And that's when you, you, and obviously you had a huge chunk play uh, Dak Prescott had earlier in the, in the series. You had these major penalties that helped you out. And then all of a that sudden, a- you just decided to start handing the game right back to the Eagles. You had a false start. I mean, okay, we're killing Dak because they had a false start. Once you get to the 11, I knew that was the over. First that was it. That was the first and five at the six game. and the false start. Right, the false start. Once you get to the 11 with 25 seconds and no timeouts, that's a tough spot. Yeah, I, I thought Dak played great. If I told you coming in the season, Dak was going to throw five interceptions, three of them in one game through nine weeks and have the best completion percentage of his career, with that defense, you would have thought, okay, this is a good formula. I mean, we did not expect... All we said coming in the season, if Dak doesn't throw interceptions, then this defense will win games. And they've been pretty close to that formula. I'm telling you, they're not that far off. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Um, elsewhere in the NFC East, got some bad news this morning, and you kind of knew it last night if you were watching yesterday afternoon, if you were watching that game, that Daniel Jones has a torn ACL, according to Ian Rappaport. He's going to be out for the season. Now, this Giants season just keeps going from bad to worse. Last year looked like a complete now outlier. 
they have just been they've been terrible and they lose yesterday to Aiden O'Connell and the Ram and the Raiders and Antonio Pierce's interim coaching debut but the big question here with the Giants is this could set up one of the big quarterback controversies for next season because they're going to have a high pick, Perloff, and they'd be crazy not to take a quarterback with that high pick. Yeah, I saw some of this on Twitter. What controversy? And it's 100% certain they're going to take a quarterback. First of all, J.J. McCarthy feels like a giant. I, I don't know why. I think that's a that's a done deal in my mind. Unless they get up to the 1-2, yeah, I, I think they're definitely taking a quarterback because Daniel Jones, one more year left, basically. I think coming off an ACL that he suffered in November. Yep. I, he's not going to really have a full offseason to really take hold of that job, I would hope. Unless unless they say, oh, let's get Marvin Harrison Jr. to him, like they did with Saquon and Eli, yep. that never works. So well, I we think saw they, this. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. have to take the quarterback, I in hope, my opinion. I hope they learn their lesson from, and listen, Eli Manning was at a different point than Daniel Jones. He was a two, two-time Super Bowl champ. They thought maybe, oh, we could r- rip off another one. With Eli, let's get him Saquon Barkley. Meanwhile, let's not fix our offensive line at all. So none of this makes sense and everything's totally, you know, bass backwards, as they say. This time, they're going to have to take a quarterback and Daniel Jones is going to be a very expensive bridge to that young Absolutely. The question is, so the top two, Arizona is really intent on getting that one. I think they might have put the death knell on the tankathon yesterday with Clayton Toon. And then Chicago has that Carolina pick and you know how, I mean... (sighs) I yeah. mean, let's hit the music because we can just do this quickly here about owning up. We can't be right all the time. Samsonite. I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Time for Maggie and Perloff to own up. This one can be fast. Why in the hell am I betting on the Carolina Panthers? No idea. What is wrong with me? I took a home dog in our picks. I'm going 0 for 3 this week, by the way. I suck this year at picking games or anything. So do not follow me on any of this stuff. And, <laughs> Can I throw out or me, by the way? <laughs> Just so we're clear. Like, don't do, all right, Maggie's not doing well. I'll go to Perloff. Just slow down that a little bit. Please. It's terrible. I don't know why I thought that the Carolina Panthers would be able to do anything. They are the worst team. And Bryce Young... These interceptions look so bad. Now, this one, I think I was kind of right about. I was not a huge Bryce Young uh, fan. Listen, you're a fan of him in college. How could you not be? But I didn't think he was going to have a, a very easy rookie year. And that's coming to turn out to be true. Perloff, his interceptions are horrible. These are yeah. not tip passes. These are not like, oh, 50-50 balls. These are just straight up throws to the other team. Like, are you colorblind? And you might not know what the jersey mm. is that you're throwing to. I don't think... I one thing I say about Bryce Young, his job is not easy there in Carolina. That is, especially when you're short like that. I am telling well, that's you right not now, changing. He's bet, not gonna have a hit a growth spurt. Bet on the money line on the Panthers at the end of the year, and I'll tell you why. They don't have their own draft pick, and they play the worst, the, a string of the worst teams in the NFL. So they're gonna they're gonna sneak away some wins here, despite how terrible they are. They made the Colts look like the '85 Bears. I mean, it was it was so bad yesterday. I know we have a lot of teams that could be the worst in the NFL. You have to put the Panthers at the wow. top of the list. The good thing is they play the 2023 Bears next this Thursday. <laughs> so I think that Poor Al Michaels. Look, look, they have they have they have the Bears, the Titans, two games against the Bucks, the Saints, who are awful, by the way, Atlanta, who's terrible, Green Bay, who stinks. 
than at Jacksonville. Hopefully Jacksonville will be wrapped up for the Panthers. Otherwise, that'll be ugly. The Saints look like uh, the s- amazing uh, compared the Saints, to the Panthers. The Saints are bad, too. The, I, the NFC South, I'm telling you, the Panthers are going to find a way to win this uh, and cost the Bears that draft pick. We need to have a deeper discussion about who the worst team is in the NFL because I'm telling you, I'm right here about the Panthers. They're not going to have the pick, but this is so flawed and so bad. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm stunned. Uh, George is in Los Angeles, has a thought on the Rams quarterback situation. Good morning, George. Good morning, Maggie and Perloff. Yeah, we will definitely be looking for a quarterback next year. I realize Stafford's still around, but he's towards the end. He keeps getting hurt and Thank God we finally got a bye. But this Rippin kid, I'm sorry, he's not an NFL caliber quarterback in my opinion. And uh, there's going to be a lot of teams next year looking for quarterbacks. Thank yep. you. You're right, George. And I, the Rams are going to be one of them. Yeah, they're at six now in the draft. That's a prime spot. Listen, the fact that Stafford even got basically to midseason is a minor miracle. They went into the year knowing that they had a – it's almost like the Raiders. You went into the year knowing you had a flawed quarterback situation and you never meaningfully did anything to try to well, upgrade. Yeah, but are you going to cost a bunch of future resources to – I mean, where? how are I they going to upgrade? sign a better backup. Sign a better back. Okay, I see what you're I saying. Mean, I know they were gonna up- was you, supposed to be there, but... You didn't mean upgrade over Stafford. I, I was thought you were No, no, yeah. I'm saying either sign a better backup if you think nah. your team can actually still win, or, to be honest, the one move that everyone at the deadline should have made, EJ's Jets should have made this move, the Rams should have made the move, everyone should have been on in on Josh Dobbs. If you had even no, a questionable quarterback, it was a sixth-round pick for Minnesota, and he becomes the story of the NFL right now. Josh Dobbs basically off the street, gets traded, gets in the building by Wednesday last week and led the Minnesota Vikings to a win yesterday. Okay. So, <laughs> six round pick, EJ. Would I, I, you not feel I, I better? I totally agree. When I was when yeah, I watched yeah. how Josh Dobbs play yesterday, I said, you know what? Those games where Zach Wilson doesn't look like he knows his head from his, you know what? Yeah. Like, you could have taken him out, put in Josh Dobbs, who don't even know the playbook. He could have <laughs> actually done something. He could have made some plays. I mean, okay. won some games that just lost. I'm that totally invested. Game, Josh, could have beat the Patriots. Do you understand? Josh Jobs came in with Titans and didn't win a game last year too in the same exact situation. And, it's, and trust me, the the Vikings are going to lose a bunch Cowboys. of games. What's that? He went up against the Cowboys with eight days or eight days notice. That's a different animal than right, playing Danny, the Falcons. But I'm just saying, he's. I don't think that all of a sudden Josh Jobs is going to come in here and lead you to the NFC title game. Oh, That's I believe not anything about Josh Jobs. Are you crazy? This I will literally believe he can do anything. He's Batman. You put up the signal, Josh Jobs comes. And what do you think? I'm just curious. If you had to guess his career record, what do you think it is? Oh uh, well, he's going to be have a bad record because he's only going to be playing on bad teams and flawed teams, right? He's never played. Yeah, on so a you good want team. him to go to the Jets? I'm, if no, he went to the I'm, Jets, they could win a the playoff are, game. First of all, we have a winning record, Perloff. <laughs> so, yeah, put some respect on the Jets' name. Okay, uh-huh. you you want to help a, a quarterback, you know, add add something to his career. Don't send him to the Jets, though, EJ. Admit that. No, but my problem, my, my problem was the Jets, again, not doing their due diligence because Aaron Rodgers is really running the show and not Joe Douglas and, and Robert Sala. We've seen Zach Wilson have the propensity to have these terrible games, and the Jets are in a position because of how well their defense plays that they can make the playoffs, which is an absolute must for this season. The fact that they didn't kick the tires on Josh Dobbs. For a six-round pick, I mean, again, like you, I think a lot of teams, and I think the Rams would be another team that's kicking yourself because 
No, I, I think the Rams because want these, in on next year. Well, maybe the Rams do, but maybe the yeah. Rams want to make the playoffs. I don't know. And it's not like the Jets didn't make a move. They got Trevor Simeon. So it would be, it'd only be different if you said, well, the Jets just didn't do anything, which maybe would be worse. But they did say, okay, we need to get a veteran. Why not get a veteran who can actually win a game? Which by we way, know Trevor by Simeon way, is not winning anything. I hope you're talking about week two. You're not talking about week eight, right? Trade deadline. Trade deadline. The Jets decided the day Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Why didn't they do this? This is well. I don't know if he was available at that point. Well, anybody though. I mean, the the Jets made their bed with Zach Wilson when they decided when Aaron Rodgers got hurt not to bring in competition. Right. This is first of all, Josh Dobbs for all this magic yesterday. He's still got to learn the playbook. I mean, this is a tough. It can only get better. You don't want to bring in someone to week eight. You really. You had a chance. Week one is when it was the fourth play of the game. Listen, I don't. I don't know until like week four to bring in Trevor Simeon. Like I I don't think. Yeah. So what. Did you say this in week one, they should bring in a veteran or no? Yeah, everybody was saying that. Yeah, so that's when the mistake happened. Forget (laughs) the the trade deadline. I know, but Josh Dobbs has shown that he can come in and somehow he can decipher the playbook in only a matter of days. It's amazing. 855-212-4CBS. I know, but it was second second win of his career. Fire everybody in Atlanta. Get them all out. You just lost to a guy who got to the building on Wednesday. How does that happen? Coming up, so much more to do, including the one do-over that a coach would like to have back. We'll get to that in a minute. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Man, what a compliment to my Philadelphia Eagles that they beat one of the better teams in the NFL and everyone's saying, what's wrong with the Eagles? What a compliment to the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat the Dolphins. Everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs are in trouble. What, whatever happened to winning a football game in the NFL? It's not the in-season tournament in the NBA. Winning is all that matters. Winning the championship. I, I don't understand. I feel like there's a lot of criticism for both those teams and other teams. At the end of the day, it's a win-loss sport, and I'm sick of this sort of judging teams, the Chiefs specifically. The Chiefs look great to me. I do not care if they're in close games. Are you only watching the first half of the game? I'm no, I'm actually going to the very end where they list the winner and the loser, Maggie. I'm just getting mad. The way everyone covers football, I feel like, oh, it's not good enough. It doesn't look good enough. But as Bill Parcells once said, Yeah. You are what your record says, and he wants to what was his other big expression about shopping in the same grocery well, store? Yeah, you can't you expect me to cook the dinner, meal. You gotta get some you gotta be able to get some of the groceries. Yeah, you can't Those expect the, me to cook the meal if I can't buy the gross pick out the groceries, but Here's the thing about what happened with the Chiefs and the Dolphins yesterday. The Chiefs had scored 14 points against the Dolphins. They scored nine points the week before. This is a team now that is being led by the defense. And that is yeah. a very odd thing for most of us to wrap our brains around when you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. And the offense just doesn't look like it's that punishing offense that used to, you know, you have the basically like mind-exploding, mm-hmm. brain-exploding plays, and instead it's the defense. Now, you've said you think this could be the most dangerous team of the Chiefs' era, beca- of this Mahomes' era, because well, the defense is so good. I mean, look at it from a team-building perspective. They could not – They their offense was so good, you created this monster in Tyreek Hill who needed $30 million a year. So they started investing in their defense. They started draft picks around their defense 
because they can't afford to keep this offense together. I, I think it's sort of an interesting team-building strategy, and it might help Patrick Mahomes sort of survive because how many times did Matt, Patrick Mahomes have to run around and make a play? He kept getting hurt in the playoffs. I think they said, hey, you know, this formula might be a little dangerous. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to help, like, potentially keep him any any more, like, uh, you know, injury-free. Like, you're still well, in, cause you're still in tight games. So. But last year, he had to drop back and stay in the pocket all towards the end. He had to make a million plays on one leg. I don't think they want that anymore. Well, I, they have I, Pacheco now, which yeah. makes a big difference also. I, I think they should give it to him more, even. Uh, he runs so angry. Yeah, it looks a little bit off, but a win is a win. Germany's a weird thing. I just think that they, they have to feel happy today. They're going into the bye, got a big W. Same with the Eagles, going into a bye. I, then again, I am also defending Dak Prescott, who lost. But I just think the ability to win is something that some teams have, and it's a big thing. I think we don't to- we underestimate just finding a way to get the W. Right. So this is the part, and yes, you could just say, oh, the game was in Germany. Maybe we're just going to you know, blow it off. But to me, what I'm used to seeing from the Kansas City Chiefs is when they're up 21-14, and they get the ball with four minutes left. That's it game over and they consult the game away and that's not what happened they end up giving it back to the Miami Dolphins with 227 left to play and the Dolphins went on a run now unfortunately for Miami it was first and 10 at the Kansas City 31 incomplete second and 10 incomplete third and 10 incomplete with a weird Tim Tebow style shot put sort of pass, and then on fourth and ten, Tua couldn't even handle the snap and fumbles the snap, and that's it. It's game over. A very disappointing end for the Dolphins after they had basically, you know, worked the ball down the field to give a shot of tying the game. One reason the Chiefs had that issue was the Dolphins had a nine-minute drive. The Dolphins were playing like they were ahead, so they they saw an ability to run. They killed nine minutes of the clock. The Dolphins screwed themselves with their play calling, so the Chiefs didn't get the ball at all in the fourth quarter. The Dolphins had this strange run drive that Mike McDaniel seemed to be a little bit lost, I thought, because they were playing as if they were ahead, and it didn't work out. The other thing, would you think of Mahomes? Mahomes is an assault away a win. He's a trailing in the Super Bowl and just get red hot late in the fourth quarter guy. He needs to be explosive. He clearly is not super comfortable when he has to kill, eat some clock. You saw it against Detroit. He just doesn't, he likes to play completely loose. I think he gets tight in those situations. Chiefs were three for 10 on third down. I mean, it, it's just not what you're used to seeing. Meanwhile, tons of penalties in this game as well. Oh, I know. That was nine penalties on the Chiefs, only six on the Dolphins, but it felt like the Dolphins, all of them came when the Dolphins were on offense. I felt like they were in third and eight or longer all day long because of penalties. Well, the only thing, too, it was just terribly off. I yeah. mean, the only thing they could do was run the ball, so that kind of put them in a tough spot. It's hard to come back. Even in that situation, even at the end, I know they had their chances, but Tua hadn't shown you anything all game where he was going to throw the ball down the field. No, Tua wasn't great, but I get again, maybe that's a little credit to the Kansas City and their secondary was really good, and they definitely bottled up Tyreek Hill. And I also, mean, this the the blitz got home every time, and everyone knows that they're the Chiefs are going to blitz, and Tua looked like he had no idea it was coming. So the Dolphins still have to answer that question. You know, can you beat a good team? They haven't beat a team with a over five hundred record, you know, in forever. And I still think the Dolphins. Like, on their best day, 
I know that's on a lot of teams, but on their best day, I still believe they can beat anybody. I still think that this team deserves to be feared, but yesterday was a litmus test game for them, and they failed it. Yeah, I'd like to see A-Chan come back. I'd like to see them all there on the same field. That, that would be nice because the last night they just really felt, well, yesterday morning, non-dangerous on, on offense the entire game. Our pal Jay is in Nashville, is on the horn. Good morning, Jay. How are you? Um, I was telling EJ, apparently I was trying to get my breakfast at Taco Bell this morning, but I guess they only serve breakfast on the weekend, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. I mean, Wait a minute. people got to go to work. Hold like, on one second. If I'm going to be subjected to that horrible Pete Davidson commercial 100 times every Sunday, they're not even doing breakfast during the week? I just pulled off. I just pulled out of their drive-thru right now. I had to come. I had to go across the street. I'm pulling into the to that same McDonald's where the police had like fully automatic AK-47s out at. Yeah, we when remember. I'm trying to get a McGriddle, so I'm back at the McGriddle. Oh yeah, by the way, y'all need to do a show where EJ finally gets a McGriddle, a fresh hot McGriddle. And he has to eat it live on TV, and we get to see his like that goodness of a facial expression when he takes his first bite. And everyone else is going to have, like, vicariously enjoy him eating this? Oh, my God. I just want to see the look on his face. I mean, this guy's a grown man that's never had a McGriddle. (laughs) You ever seen those videos where people put, like, give their their babies, like, ice cream for the first time, and you see the kid's face just like, oh, my gosh, like their whole world opens up? That could be EJ with the McGriddle. That's EJ, man. I mean, EJ had that facial expression, like, where have you been all my life? But um, as far as Josh Dobbs, that that was kind of – I follow – you know, I'm a Vol hater. Even I like the old school Vol, uh, the old school Vols. But, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I lived in Alabama so long. I'm a Vol hater. But, like, I always follow Josh Dobbs for the simple fact of what the guy was majoring in when he was in college and playing football at yeah. the same time. So Aerospace engineer. I always followed the guy. You know, the guy's a very highly intelligent dude. But – um. I always followed him. That it's kind of an amazing feat what we watched him do, and um, kind also, of um, it was incredible. You know, Jay, I'm sorry, we're up against it here. It's great to talk with you. We will, EJ. You can decide whatever day this week you want to try a McGriddle for the first time. We can get McDonald's here. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down. Do it on camera. Do it on the air, and then okay. we'll see what happens. Look, I, like I said, my dad tried it once. Said it wasn't that great. So that was it. The I way, never really get, has I never, taste, man. Honestly, never the way the way everyone talks about it, it's like you're just going to have a like a total orgasm on the air. So this sure is going to be interesting. Oh, Fingers be, crossed. Yeah. No, this, <laughs> might not, this might be a, a black mark in the EJ career here. <laughs> on. Um, the the thing about the Josh Dobbs story, unbelievable story. I think he's going to end up going to space one day. <laughs> you know. Like well, on his see, own, I could see him being like a uh, you know a Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, like you know, uh, you know, you know, politician type oh, oh, in yeah. his future. Where I, like I just think, God, like, didn't Strahan go to space and like William Shatner? Like celebrities are going to space now with Bezos and those guys. I think Josh Dobbs is now has enough of a Q rating that he's going to get on one of those flights. Oh, definitely. Like blue, what's it called? Blue horizon. Well, are they are there any schedule? I know they're going to Europe. Any games scheduled for the moon or anything going on? <laughs> Dobbs will be the perfect no, quarterback. That's twenty fifty. Yeah, we're doing Spain and then Brazil first, yeah. and yeah, then that's, that's the NFL Milky. Do the kickers have an advantage <laughs> in Denver with the altitude? Yeah. You should see on the moon. Justin yeah. Tucker can hit the four mile field goal. Fourth and infinity. I can't wait. You know, Goodell's been dying to colonize the moon. Uh, Bogish is here. Uh, and I can also confirm that at least the Taco Bell nearest here serves breakfast on weekdays because we've gotten it multiple times. So that's a bad Taco Bell. Oof. 
Just trying Nashville. to get in the way of mm. Jays having a good morning. Uh, Eagles QB, Maggie, I'm sure you noticed this. Eagles yeah. QB, Jalen Hurts, really wants us to know that his left knee hurts. Hopping around after a collision late in the second quarter yesterday, but finishing the 28-23 escape from the Cowboys. You know, it was a gritty win. It was a gritty win. It was a tough win. Um, much respect to that team. I'm always um, very competitive and... Um, but I, I don't think the bye week could come at a better time. Hurts threw for one score, ran for another. His Eagles 8-1, and one, the best mark in the NFL. Tight end Dallas Goddard is actually hurt, suffering a reported fractured forearm yesterday. Further testing today to determine the severity. The Bengals are still hot after a Sunday night visit from the Bills. It's a four-game win streak after the 24-18 final head coach, Zach Taylor. These are the stages they want to be on. They don't shy away from them. Um, that confidence is earned confidence. It's not It's not anything phony um, to try to present themselves as if they're ready for these games. They, they, they've worked for it, and they trust not only themselves, but they trust their teammates. Joe Burrow, two touchdown passes. They played from ahead all night long. The Bills did get within six on a late Josh Allen TD pass, but couldn't get the ball back over the final three and a half minutes. Allen not enjoying five and four. Stings. Um, losing losing's never fun. Losing sucks. It's- it's one thing though we're not going to let this divide us you know and we're going to we're going to come together we're going to figure it out you know i got a lot of a lot of faith in the men in this locker room and the coaching staff and um the guys around me so we're going to figure it out you know i really hated this last night they were trying they people online were trying to make a big deal about stefan diggs at the halftime like shaking his head and like being demonstrably like frustrated and like see this is this is already the fracture it's like no he was frustrated because they called an intentional grounding when josh allen threw the ball into the second row <laughs> like no one ever calls that. couple BS calls. Not the reason why they lost the game. couple BS calls. And Josh is right that people try to divide the Bills. Meanwhile, more losses so far this year than all of last year. Mm. That can't be good. Uh, and as of the moment, the Jets are ahead of them in the AFC East based on win percentage pending tonight's game with the Chargers. So Daniel Jones ended a three-game absence thanks to a neck injury and likely tore his right ACL before halftime of yesterday's 36 Giants loss in Vegas. And Viking running back Cam Akers suffered a left Achilles injury less than two years after popping the other one. USC and Lincoln Riley finally gave in yesterday. Fire D coordinator Alex Grinch, who came from Oklahoma with Riley. The Trojans have allowed 41, 41, 48, 34, 49, and 52 points over their last six games. They actually won three of those games somehow. Uh, Here's he, he, he is the number one pitcher on the market this winter. 25-year-old righty from Japan, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and his Japanese team, the Oryx Buffaloes, began the posting process yesterday after losing Game 7 of their World Series. Yamamoto struck out 14, throwing 138 pitches in Game 6 to extend that series. And I know you guys have been waiting for this. Jays third baseman Matt Chapman won his fourth gold glove yesterday. The world champion Rangers had three winners. Adolis Garcia, first baseman Nathaniel Loeb, and catcher Jonah Heim. A couple of streaks ended last night for the Warriors. They were 4-4 four for four on the road this season. They had beaten the Cavs 12 straight times until losing in Cleveland 114-105, head coach Steve Kerr. You know, it was a weird game. We, we just never got it connected. You know, it just never felt like our offense helped our defense or vice versa. The Cavs got 31 points from Donovan Mitchell for their first win in four home games. And MLS postseason, West number 1, St. Louis City, suffering a two-game sweep, losing at Sporting KC last night 2-1. LAFC with a smaller upset, also in a sweep, winning one nothing 
at Vancouver yesterday. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogish, thank you so much. Coming up, we do have the latest, the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. What twist and turn did you miss from this weekend? We'll get you updated in just minutes. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Radio. Maggie and Perloff, welcome on back into the show. Busy, busy Monday. We've been talking a lot of NFL, but that doesn't mean we can check in on the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Can we get a little amazing clue in our lives? I got a one-track mind. I'm not going to be speculating. Can let others speculate that. It's time for Maze and Clue. Okay, so the latest from over the weekend, two things. Number one, it looks like Perloff, my, uh, one of my predictions was correct, which is uh, there is a couple fan sites linking the investigators who first rooted out the Connor Stallions. Um, <laughs> the Connor Stallions was on the road scouting can yeah. be tied back to Ryan Day's brother. <laughs> now, oh I'm not sure if he's the one footing the bill, and I'm not sure if all this is true, but that came out over the weekend just in time for Michigan to finally take the field again. They beat Purdue 41-13, to so congrats to Purdue on the cover, but uh, very icy handshake afterwards between Ryan Walters and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that, that game was – it's funny because – I still think Michigan has a great chance to blow out everybody and get, go to the final four. You saw it on the field that you knew this wasn't going to matter, right? Like nothing in science ceiling, not having Purdue's play wasn't going to make a difference. Obviously the big one is Penn state this coming weekend, up, yep. but I still think Penn state kind of stinks. I think Michigan is going to, they're going to present their side of the argument. Look, we won in a blowout. So therefore we're still good, but I don't know if people are going to buy that. Did you get any sense of fans saw that result and said, Oh, okay. Maybe they weren't cheating. No, no, absolutely not. We still want more twists and turns. Also one of the most uh, important twists and turn is Connor Stallions resigning yeah. uh, from Michigan. Now, he had been suspended with pay, I believe, with pay. And now he resigned. And according to him and his lawyer, 
he's taking this thing to the grave. Like, yeah. He does not plan on uh, ratting anyone out, which is funny because, listen, once the pressure gets dialed up, once the investigators really start poking around, is he going to feel the need to, you know, explain whether or not Jim Harbaugh knew anything about this? Well, he didn't break a law. I mean, the investigators can come after him, but it's not like the police are coming after no, him. No, no, no. I, I don't think there's any FBI. Trespassing? Yeah, that's, oh, that's a law. I guess if it, if it's true that Central yeah, Michigan did not give Michigan him sideline, a press pass and he somehow got on the field. That's well, I thought he pass. knew all those assistants, and that's why he got in there. Didn't he coach with half those guys or something? Yeah, I mean, but the fact that he, he he went on there with you know his own Mich- Central Michigan gear and was acting like he was part of the staff. That I can't imagine that's yeah, not Yeah, let's trespassing. relax. I'm not going to hit him with espionage. This is, this is <laughs> so, wait, so you think that police are going to charge him for trespassing on that? No, you just said that he didn't commit a crime. I said, well, if he was trespassing, then that is a crime. Wow, I don't know. It's <laughs> funny. I didn't think about that. Jim McElwain yeah. said that uh, they're not sure how he got onto the right. sideline. That's all part of the investigation. First of all, we're not even 100% sure that was him on the sideline, right? So we still have to ascertain whether it was actually 100% him and then whether, how did he get down there and how did he get that press pass or the coaching pass or whatever? Wait, just to be clear, EJ, you don't think the actual police are going to look into this. You're just saying technically it's a crime. No, 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 no. I don't think that they'll do anything about that. I'm saying in terms of like, you know, what he had to own up to. I'm like, well, I mean, he did. But I don't even think, I don't think the police can even get him in a room and say, hey, you trespass here. I, I don't think there's anything to put any, you can't it, leverage him in any way. You no, get a ticket for that, right? I don't even know if you would get anything. I don't think you get charged with anything. This isn't about the police. This is about. Like court of public opinion, I think mostly, and if all this whole scandal is going to get heaped on him, and if he feels like that's yeah. unjust, then he might want to sing. Now, we never heard again from the deflator. To be fair, that Patriot scandal, which I feel like is kind of a little bit akin to this one, which is like a low-level staffer who was at the center of this who we'd never heard of before. We never heard of the deflator. He has gone yeah. away. Those two guys, both of them, yep. they've both gone away quietly. So does the same happen for oh, our former Marine? I will guarantee it. Did you tweet something? They're off on an island together hanging Say out? Say Watanao. Yeah. <laughs> the deflator. This is I hope the, nah. the deflator and Connor Stallions just meeting up like uh, Red and Andy Dufresne at the end of Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> just, he will never be seen again. Maybe 14 years from now, there'll be a funny-looking guy on the sideline, a little balder. A little older, and they're like, wait, is that him? Is that Connor Salians? Do you think he keeps the manifesto? I mean, you never know. He might take Tell over the program right one day. Nothing's he has an insurance policy. <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink. We all know nothing's happening here, right? The NCAA lost a huge court battle this week, too, this weekend. Like, the NCAA might be gone in two years. What just happened? Nothing's. Who's going to. Big Ten's not coming after him. NCAA's not coming after him. Nothing is happening. You say people. definitively. You, yeah, the haters are coming. You say definitively the Big Ten's not going to do something. I think the jury's Ooh, still out on that. That's your best chance, maybe? The conference? Okay. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Coming up, you got the biggest story from the weekend. We've got it all for you in just moments. Do not touch that dial. Maggie. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.